This is Revisiting Haven. Hey, Havenites. This is Amy J. And with me as always, and for the last time... Hi, this is Amy. Yes, the other Amy. Hey, guys. So this is a very bittersweet kind of episode. It's our last one. Yes. Uh, that's surreal to us. Um, not even sure how that happened or when that happened, <laughs> but it is upon us. Um, episode number 66. I, that's wild. So we're going to end on six. Oh, no, we're going to end on. Yeah, 66. Wait. Uh, what do you mean by that? A Haven episode number? This is Revisiting Haven episode number 66. Have we done 66 podcasts? Yeah. I don't. Are you sure about that, Amy? We've done that many? Yeah, I got 66 audios I'm looking at. Holy smokes. Well, wow. Well, let's, we better get into some thank yous then. Oh my goodness. That's, wow. that's crazy, right? But before we get into thank yous, um, there's only one piece of Haven news, really. Uh, I'll throw it to Amy and she can go into the thank yous from there. Okay. Uh, just uh, many of us have heard the uh, Haven Season 5B DVD will be coming out. I don't haven't heard when it will be out at all. Um, I'll try and keep an eye on that. Uh, but it will have commentaries on all episodes, just like uh, the previous DVD. And I'm sure they'll put all the Inside Haven extras on there. So that's it. We just have the 5B DVD to look forward to. And of course, Haven is available in its entirety on iTunes, Amazon Instant Video, previous DVD. So you can always rewatch and enjoy. I think they're on sci-fi.com as well. Yes, you, sometimes you have to have a satellite or a, some type of cable account to log into, but you can, if you've got that, you can watch it on sci-fi.com or the Sci-Fi Now app on your phone or your tablet. Yeah. Um, Amy, you want to you wanna start the thank yous off? Oh, I guess I just want to thank, well, thank you, Amy, for putting up with me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you to all our listeners. I feel like we've met so many fans online, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Um, and just thank you to everyone who's taken the time to tune in and listen. It's been a great Haven community. Being a Havenite has been awesome. So thank you. And just thank you to all the cast and crew. Immeasurable thank yous to them and for uh, to Sam and Jim and all the cast, uh, Emily, Lucas, Nathan, Eric, Dwight, everybody, for bringing these characters to life and taking us on this journey with them. And I know, Amy, you wanted to give out some specific thank yous. Yeah, you know, this podcast was a brainchild of mine two years ago. We've been doing this. Um, so a little bit over two years ago is when, when the idea came in. And Amy, I have to thank you for saying yes when I asked you if you would <laughs> co-host this with me and, and bearing with me in my, my requests and recordings and everything we've done for this. I can't believe two years has gone by. I know. And, you know, like Amy said, we think that everyone who's on the show, cast, crew, writers, producers, um, but in particular, we do have to thank Brian, Nick, uh, Speed, Caroline, who is the face, I guess, behind Haven Herald, Skena, uh, for all her help when we were out in Nova Scotia and after, yes. and Sh Sean Pierce for allowing us to interview him as well. We can't thank you guys enough, and we can't thank you who are listening right now, it's very much appreciated. We would have stopped if nobody was listening. Actually, probably wouldn't have stopped because <laughs> we have a good time doing this. Uh, right. But we do appreciate all the feedback you guys have and joining us in the conversations and interacting with us on social media, um, which which kind of goes into, you know, I've, I've been podcasting for about two, a little bit over two years. Okay. And this show has been one of the biggest, most productive shows that I've done revisiting Haven. And I've learned so much as a podcaster. I've learned 
so much as uh, a person, honestly, mm -hmm. you know, interacting with everyone. Um, I put it on Instagram and it's also on the show notes if you didn't see it there, but this show was more than just a show to oh, me, absolutely. right? Yeah. Um, I know it was to you, Amy, it brought, it kind of changed your life in a way, right? Yeah. And, um, it sent you on this road of podcasting. And for me, it, uh, gave me experiences and thank you to Amy for kind of being the catalyst for arranging all these interviews that we were able to do with the cast and the crew and just even all this engagement on Twitter with fellow Havenites and uh, online and um, it's given me friends. I've met people, people that I met on Twitter, I've met in real life because of Haven. It's just, it's just been nothing but a joy and a treat and I will just cherish it forever and you know, Haven will always be with us. We'll always have the show. We'll always have the memories. We'll always have these characters. Uh, I know I will. No, absolutely. And, you know, the website and the podcast will still be around um, at least for six months uh, to a year, something around there. I mean, because it's available on Netflix and people can always enjoy um, listening to these if they, they choose to. And, you know, the quotes and stuff are, are there. So I don't see that going down anytime soon. So if you want to relive Haven and you want to remember the quotes, those will be up there. Um, right. So Amy's website, Revisiting Haven, will have our podcast, but every um, episode, Amy put up quotes and Amy put up a recap, even episodes that we didn't do podcasts for, right, Amy, prior to when we started? Right. Yeah. I, I don't know yeah. if I caught all of them. I think I did. Maybe not. Well, I know you've got some of them up there. And then I, there's, the, there's stuff there. Yeah. They're all the writer interviews and um, cast and crew interviews when we were on set. All those are on there. If anybody wants to revisit, uh, you know, Nick or Brian or Speed's comments and see, fill in some pieces or find some Easter eggs or anything, you know, and go back and re-listen to those. Um, they will be available. Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, the, the, <laughs> this is such a different episode because I'm like, wow, that's it. Well, let's, actually, we kind of try and start, Amy? I don't, I'm going to preface this by saying, I don't even know how we're going to do this. And I have so many thoughts and so many notes and to summarize i guess we're going to just try and do the best we can and go through this so bear with us um i will say overall haven um for me aside from what it's done to my personal life but the story itself beautiful i mean thank you sam and jim again for giving this to us um it was overall to me it was a story about love and it was also overall a story about sacrifices and um you know as duke crocker said destiny's a bitch and Wow, how how uh, truthful that came to be. Very much so, and and you know, um, Matt McGinnis and Gabrielle Stanton, who wrote now and then forever, not mm -hmm. respectively. Gabs wrote now. Now Matt wrote forever. forever, but both of them did an interview with TV Insider, and the link will be in the show notes. You guys can find yes. it there. Um, yes. That emphasized that and said that's exactly what this show was about, and you know. We've alluded to that. We believed that it was confirmed, mm -hmm. you know, that this show was about love and the fact that, you know, Captain Tennille song yes. was playing right. in the pilot, playing in the pro the finale emphasized that and was why it was playing there. And so we'll get to that when we, when we get to that, but um, let's, let's start at the beginning, you know, let's start with the uh, now episode now. Okay. And you know, all the quotes guys, there, there's so many quotes that were great in this are on the show notes page as well. And so we're just going to kind of go through the episode and talk about some of the interactions that stood out for us. Okay. And so we have to talk about um, Nathan meeting, meeting his potential uh, father-in-law. 
Croatoan? Yeah, that was, I, I really liked the interaction between the two because. Oh, when, when Nathan just shot him without even doing anything? Yeah, and Crow was like, you know, you must be Nathan, and a shoot first kind of guy. I, I, I like that. I, I like yeah. that. I, You know, I think uh, William Shatner had a great dynamic with uh, many of the people he interacted with because he, he had scenes with everyone. Yes, and I think, I mean, it was wonderful. The scenes were awesome. He's a great, great actor and brings so much to the role and so did emily and lucas and duke and dwight and everybody yeah um nathan wasn't going to have any of it right with croatoa and he's like you know you're trying to do all this and you're trying to take audrey away and he just shoots him <laughs> it's interesting that crow thought providing and it's it this is one of the cruxes of audrey's fears uh-huh. right and i thought it was interesting that it played out this way the writers of Haven, Sam and Jim, everyone, they're so smart, uh-huh. right? These seeds were laid previously. We've seen it in, um, what was the episode that they got together in? Who got together? Uh, Nathan and Audrey? Yeah. Lay Me Down? Yeah. Was it, yeah, so possibly in Lay Me Down, you know, she said, you had no trouble getting with Sarah. Yeah, Lay Me Down. Right? Yeah. So she says that. And then here, he, here it is, offered on a silver platter, the ability to have Audrey. Not the original, but a clone in a perfect world outside of the shroud. You, all you have to do is leave us alone. Oh, there's no way Nathan would take that. I mean, come on. Right, but someone like Crow who doesn't know, and, and that's how I call Crow a toe, and Crow doesn't know, you know, he, he does know, but he's got to do this, right? He knows that they're strong together. He needs Nathan out of the way. Well, I thought that it was uh, indicative of Crow Toen's, uh ego and his uh i don't know he's always right right everything he does is right and he's the big bad and he's not going to be outdone by anything and he's ruling everything and he's happy that way well his his ruse with clone audrey didn't work so i thought that was one time we saw crow with and quote fail if you will yeah um, but you know to your point that he thought he's the, the best at everything he believed he was the only one that would never be able to tell the difference and it's very oh, yeah. telling of his egotism that he yeah. felt that way. And, of course, we know the, the love of Nathan and Audrey is so real that, you know. But, but you know, Croatoan didn't make the clone or, or sending Nathan outside of the shroud. He didn't work hard enough on that ruse or put enough of his efforts into that plot because it, it didn't hold water at all. I mean. Well, let's, take- let's. We'll talk about the. No. You know what? Let me say it now. Really, how smart is it to give the world a second Audrey? Even if it was a clone, really, is that the smartest thing you should be doing? Because Audrey is one who's going to help. However, that was one thing for a moment there. Clone Audrey didn't want to investigate. And so Nathan knew something. Well, Nathan knew something was wrong, I think, no matter what. But that was one of the clues that something was wrong. Right. Um, Yeah, but the real Audrey is kick ass. And she would have, she would have found a way to come after Croatoan again or to fight him or to save Haven from him. Right. And so uh, before we jump even more into clone Audrey, we have to talk about the beautifully written redemption. I don't even want to say redemption because it was, it was um, more of the story arc of Duke Crocker. Yeah. I felt that Duke, um, um, Oh, I can't, I lost my train of thought. I felt that he was kind of sort of able, able to overcome um, you know, he, he went out on his own terms. Duke went out on his own terms. And if that isn't so Duke, I don't know what is. 
That's a good point. It was a very... We've seen Duke Crocker at various points. We've seen him as the pirate. We've seen him as um, a bad guy. We've seen him as someone who is being forced to do things he doesn't want to do. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget that Farmer episode. Eric Balfour acted his butt off in that scene. I know you talk about that episode all the time, Amy. (laughs) It's very powerful. It's very powerful, but no more powerful than this episode where he comes in and he's dark, dark Duke, if you will. Right, yes. And he fights it and he fights it. And I thought it was great. He's like, are you, are you going to try and, is it your turn to talk me down? And she's like, no, I'm not going to beg for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Audrey kind of went anti-Audrey. Well, she didn't go anti-Audrey, but her. No, she did Audrey. Yeah. Yeah, she did. But see that, that whole speech that Audrey gave Duke, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what is Audrey's journey been and if you always talk about the farmer episode what do I always talk about Audrey searching for identity and so if anybody knew about who you your real self is and looking in the mirror and what your purpose is and who you really are deep down inside Audrey fought that journey this whole time and I think obviously by the end she was very comfortable she's Audrey Parker and she helped Duke realize you're Duke Crocker and you don't want to hurt us and you're not this terrible bad person Um, I love that she talked him through it using that type of logic on him well, they both always shared that parallel, and they've talked yes. about it before. They've yes. had that parallel throughout the story of Haven, and Nathan had finally come around to accepting that and accepting mm-hmm. the fact that Duke loves Audrey in a different way than him, but still right. loves her. Yeah, and, and we've, there's this love among the trio, obviously. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, I'm going to say, you know, Duke was kind of, in a weird way, Nathan's only friend, you know? Um um, and Nathan was very loyal to Duke. I didn't always see it the other way around at times. Um, I saw throughout the course of the show that Nathan was a little more loyal to Duke than the other way around, but that's getting petty at this point. No, I don't know. Um, yeah. Cause I, I, I don't know if I agree with that, but, um, it, it was beautiful to see that when it came down to it, he was like, you have to kill me. And he was willing to kill himself, but he, but how yeah. would he be able to do it? Without help, because he was right. If he threw himself off the building, if he stuck a knife in himself, blood was going to drop. Right. And it's not like he could, uh, I guess he could have hanged himself, but by then, Croton would have how many troubles in his pocket? Well, yeah, I mean, we had to stop, um, and uh, Croatoan was back in control once he realized Duke was back to being Duke, right? And all the stuff started coming out again. They had no choice. Um, Wow, that's they didn't have a choice. You're right, and it, but that made it even worse, I think, because there it is. There's no choice. They're they're between a rock and a hard place, and right. nobody wants to do it. Gloria's like, "No, I'm sorry, kid, I can't do this." Audrey's like, "Are you kidding me?" Well, I don't even know how Audrey would have done it. Really, Nathan was the only choice, and when he was faced with that decision, that fact, right, right. he was helping Duke for this, and he was helping Duke go out on his own terms. And that scene was just, um, you know, well, it was heartbreaking. And, you know, stepping back just a minute, you know, when Nathan first got the tattoo and Duke said, why do you have that? And Nathan said, if you're going to die at the hands of somebody with this tattoo, I need to be on the approved list. Did you ever think, I mean, I speculated in our last podcast that it might be Nathan who has to kill him. But up until that point, did you ever think Nathan was the guy with the tattoo who was going to kill Duke? Yes. Um, did you think it all the time all along? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. But I just, yeah. I mean, I had a feeling. 
Okay. I, I did more more as we went along, but not through the first three seasons or so. I didn't think that. Um, I watched too but, much television. It's not that it was obvious or anything, but I had a, a gut feeling that that may be how this turns out, that there was a chance that, that was Duke was going to face a, a Darth Vader kind of thing, not by choice. Although that that's the part. I didn't think it would be by choice. And, but the fact that, you know, he, in the end, it's like Vince but, said, who he was in the end wasn't yeah. that. That wasn't yeah. Duke. But it was very, very touching. I mean, and of course, Duke didn't fight it because he was willing to let Nathan kill him. Um, so he just died in Nathan's arms with Audrey right there. And um, and their goodbye was very touching. I mean, Audrey yes. trying to reassure him, hey, we love you. Yeah, it's okay. And if anybody's yeah. upset that Duke, Nathan didn't say, I love you, I think it's because Audrey said it for the both of them. And they, they are a trio. They are the team, yeah. the core of this show. For she me, has always been the three of them. And for Nathan to say goodbye the way he did, yeah. I think, went to show the evolution of how far they have come. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's what it was. And, you know, you could see the devastation on his eyes afterwards when oh, he yeah. just, he couldn't do anything. He was. Yeah. I just, just felt so shock. heartbroken for Nathan that he had to do that. Um, you know, in, in. Nathan and Duke were on the same page here and trying to save Haven and fight Croatoan and doing what they could for the town, um, having Haven in their best interest, of course. Um, very touching, very well done. I do want to say also, um, Amy, you know, so Audrey was there when Duke died. Um, Lucy was there when Simon Crocker, Duke's dad, died. We know Vince told us that he killed Simon with Lucy's help. Mm -hmm. And Sarah herself killed Roy Crocker, Duke's grandfather. So it's like, Duke, well, that's creepy. Duke, that's it's like wow. Duke, Duke's father and Duke's grandfather, uh, uh, Audrey or Lucy and Sarah were all kind of there for each one. That's that's wow. Crazy coincidence right there. Well, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's how Haven works, right? <laughs> that's probably true. The other thing I wanted to point out um, is also that I think the conversation between Audrey and Duke was a long time coming. The uh, who are you and your identity? No. Is, yeah. No. no. The part about Audrey acknowledging the fact that she was using Duke. Oh, that part. Okay. Yeah, I think that was a long time coming because they did use Duke. And I don't think they realized how much it affected him and changed him. And the fact, I think that was very important that they have that clean slate. Uh -huh. um, you know, because even, even Nathan struggled with like, you didn't never work for us. But no, you know what? You're right. We we used you. We had you killing people, you know, uh, when okay. it, Necess I, necessitated it. Uh, yeah, I understand you saying that, Amy. Right. When, again, when we're between a rock and a hard place, when their backs up, we're up against the wall and pretty much where the person was going to die anyhow. So same thing with Duke. He's like, you know, don't let my death be in vain. You need to kill me. I can't do it myself. Um, you know, they, Audrey wanted Duke to kill those other people when that person was going to die anyhow. And, you know, Duke killing him would, would have the proper effect of, of killing the trouble in the family or ending the trouble in the family. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And so the other thing we have to talk about um, is, and we're not, we're not going to go into the myth and how the Aether was destroyed or the control, um, Aether ball was destroyed or anything like that, but let's, let's go to Dwight. Wow. You know, what really struck me over the course of these two episodes was um, in a weird way, Dwight had the good ending or the easy ending. Um, 
he didn't have to make a lot of sacrifices. You know, Dave, Vince, Duke, Audrey, um, they all sacrificed. Nathan let Audrey go. I mean, Dwight, I don't know. Did he really have to make any sacrifices? In the end, he got his daughter back. I felt like he got the best ending. Um, well, he did get the best. He got the easiest ending. Okay. But it wasn't ending. easily got. That's true. That's true. He was key. He was key in what they did um, with the controller and, you know, um, having he threw it over to Vince. You're right. I, I mean, I don't like I said, I don't want to uh, misstate Dwight's plight here, but he did have a very beautiful, happy ending. Yeah. And, you know, um, kudos to, to the writers for coming up with this way. I was wondering how you would be able to bring back his daughter uh -huh. feasibly and not be a plot device. I mean... The fact that Crow uses his daughter as a carrot for Dwight. Yes. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and Dwight was, you know, skeptical. Is she really my daughter? And he was willing to, remember we were talking, oh my God, he's got her now. Is he going to have to lose her again? I think we talked about that in last podcast. Dwight was willing to lose her again. Of course, he wasn't really fully believing it was her at this point in the episode. But um, I guess sacrifice, yeah, Dwight was willing to let that go if that was needed um, as part of the plot to kill, or excuse me, the plan to get rid of Crow at Toen. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. so he, he could have had to sacrifice. We just, it never came to that because, right. uh, ghost Duke, you know, came back to help Squatch one last time. Oh, that was so touching. Um, when ghost Duke came, uh, and helped, uh, helped Dwight. And also at that point, that was when, um, Nathan had just come back through the shroud. So, I think it was reasonable that Nathan's first mission was going to go find Audrey, but he had just come back from the shroud. So he wasn't really quite exactly where am I, what's going on. And Duke let him know where Audrey was. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought that was very, very touching, very touching. And so I love that. Only, only because we have, uh, we're already talking about uh, ghost Duke. The one thing that, that bothered me just okay. slightly is right. that, Nathan was unable to see Ghost Duke. Okay. You know, and but, I'm, but, I'm just such a fan of their friendship, their bromance, yeah. that I, I was a little disappointed for that. However, they did have a touching goodbye. So, all right, cool. Just, uh, I, you know what? I, I, I agree with you. That's interesting that Nathan, sh Nathan should have been able to see him because the, the bond wasn't with Duke and Dwight. It was, well... You know what I mean? The real, real strong bond and bromance and growing up together in the childhood and all they went through, that was between Nathan and Duke. Yeah, but, but to, to their point, uh, Ghost Duke did say, I don't know why he can't see me. Yeah, that's true. So that was kind of a little humor in that end. You right. Know? And, well, you know, Dwight, Dwight did have to fully believe that Lizzie was his daughter. He kind of had to have that full power of belief and love. And that's kind of, you know, the real love and the power that was needed by Audrey and Nathan to do what they did further on um, a little bit of a parallel there although curious as to why um why we had it as an a, a voiceover on uh -huh. duke and not just and, have duke speak not really sure what's up with that uh choice i know uh, interesting but and also um amy i saw that that wasn't a trouble or anything that brought him back it was just his presence and his aura and the power of the friendship and the relationships and um, that's why he was there for me. That's how I took that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody dies and there's still a, a powerful presence and they still mean something to you. And I took it that way. He wasn't there because of a trouble. Um, 
but when, so anyhow, when, uh, when we when we go past that though what we're left though now with is nathan crow audrey and this dynamic that's going on here and right. you know i was so surprised that and i should have seen it coming but i didn't um that they really weren't able to defeat croatoan um I mean, they defeated him a little bit and when, um, you know, clone Audrey and Nathan outside the shroud were able to figure him out. Wait, wait, and- wait. Okay, so before before you jump to that, before you jump to that, let's talk about clone Audrey and Nathan because it kind of leads okay. to uh, what you're about to talk to talk about. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about the fact that Crow is finally tired of the fact that he gave Nathan a shot and he's like, you know what, you're just saying no, I'm just going to go ahead and zap you there. That's right. He did. He kind of, he zapped him outside the police station there. Yeah. He could have done that from the get go, but it was like, yeah, you know what? Go. Cause he saw well, think- his timing wasn't work. It wasn't working. He needed this to happen. He needed Audrey to work. And, and Nathan was like, eh, no. Well, you know, Croatoan knows nothing about love. Well, he, he professed that he had love for Mara and, you know, maybe at some point in time he did, but the whole time we saw Croatoan in Haven, he, he knew nothing of love. And, so I'm not surprised he didn't realize the love Nathan had for Audrey, that this wasn't going to work. Um, I don't know. I- well, the other thing is, you know, you, you hear him talking to Audrey and she's like, what did you do with Nathan? Right. And, and he's all, uh, Nathan told me that he changed his mind. Oh yeah. Like that, like Audrey, like, okay. Nathan would never do that. Audrey would never believe that. And to, to me, the way I understood the episode, Audrey never did believe that. Um, yeah, seriously, Croatoan, that was like, uh, that just made, ugh. Well, he just kept, he just kept building on the lie, which is the, the, the hilarious part. And the thing is, Audrey was, again, stuck in a rock in a hard place. Well, Her- she thought, yeah, she, she kind of thought Nathan was gone, right? She, she I, I believe that it, she realized it wasn't of his free will and he would never leave her like that. But she knew the power of Croatoan. So I think she did believe that he's gone, you know. Well, I think I think what it came to is that she knew he was gone, but that there was a danger coming and with Crow and everything he's doing, and that Nathan was safer wherever he was. Uh huh. And she she had to deal with the the fact that you have these raining troubles, Aether coming down. She needed to deal with that. Right. He made Croatone. Uh, you know, you, I didn't know that he was going to be able to amp up the situation to make it any more worse or any more dire, any more desperate. And he did. He opened that rain cloud, right? And he opened the uh, path back to the void and he was raining down Aether. And yeah, so. Right. So her, her decisions yeah. and the things that she has to do is she has to deal with the immediate trouble. But I, I'm pretty sure if Nathan hadn't come back, she would have tried to find him afterwards or she had to deal well, with whatever. He was safe, which right. is what. All that she wanted. Yeah. Is what she wanted, even though she wanted it with him, she couldn't deal with that. She couldn't figure out what was going on because, well, she had this reigning aether in the town about to be destroyed, essentially. And so. And she was going to suck up all that aether, right? And she disappear. said to Croatone, give it to me. I'll take it and I'll go back with you, right? Right. And, and I. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I really like the, the line Croatone said, which was, you know, attitude is the paintbrush that colors our world. Oh, yeah. It's very deep, guys. And just in general, attitude is the paintbrush that colors our world. It's very true. Yeah, it's very deep. I, I really yeah. like that. But um, yeah, so but, but Audrey self-sacrificing. That, yeah, I could see. I understand why Audrey made that decision. Um, and I, I, for me, you know, Audrey thought I'd have no choice. I have to do this. 
But I also thought she thought, you know, I'll take my my fate when I get to the other side with him and maybe I can overcome him somehow. Maybe I can fight him there. I don't think she felt that she herself was necessarily going to be doomed. I had faith in Audrey that somehow she could still be Audrey on the other side and and fight, you know? Well, I don't. Yeah, Um, I don't think she was trying to lose her personality. I think it was. Uh, here's an immediate problem that needs an immediate solution. What do I do? Oh, I need to get this out of here and to a safe place. I have to go in the void with my dad. Maybe I can figure something out then, but right now the immediate problem needs a solution and that's me. Right. She had no choice. Exactly. She she volunteered. She said, give it to me. I'll soak up all that ether. So um, that's our girl, Audrey Parker. I don't think any of us are surprised. I think that's also because she saw what was going on and the options she had was very, very, very limited at that point. I believe they tried to put Croatoan in the barn. That wasn't going to work, you know? So what can she do? Okay. Your only choice, take it with you and you two disappear. Oh, absolutely. She had no choice. Yes. Right. And so then parallel to that, we have Nathan appearing in perfect. No, Nathan's just in regular world with Audrey clone Audrey and they're having dinner or breakfast or whatever. <laughs> They're having this. And they, it's weird. They both realize and recognize something is weird. Something is going on. Yeah, I didn't expect that scene to play out that way. Um, what do you think was going to happen? I don't know. That's a good question. I thought Clone Audrey. I didn't ex- expect Clone Audrey to kind of fade. And even Clone Audrey was going to realize this wasn't real. That's what I didn't expect. So to me, Croatoan didn't create Clone Audrey well enough. And again, repeating myself, he had no idea of the power of the love between Audrey and Nathan. Um, and it showed through this whole ruse of sending Nathan outside with Clone Audrey. Their love overcame. I, they realized something was wrong. And didn't Clone, Clone Audrey said, I don't belong with you? Um, no, she didn't say I don't. Uh, I, she didn't say that. But I, I think the fact that Croatoan gave a clone of Audrey... But he had fail safes, if you will, probably built in, where it's like, hey, don't go to the bad place, mm-hmm. meaning don't come back here. You can't come back here. Um, and the fact that she didn't want to investigate, you know, great yeah. one liners, great Audrey liners that she had about how she knows Nathan. And I was like, did she really just say that? <laughs> you know, my jaw was like, and maybe you were just a little too excited. I was like, what? what? Did well. She- I think, again, you know, there's there's no way Croatoan's plot was going to prevail. There's no way he was going to overcome the power of Audrey and Nathan and their connection and their love. And um... But it was a challenge. I mean, you get you get clone Audrey, right? So you right. created a second Audrey, right? There's your first mistake. Because she's going to be just as inquisitive as regular Audrey, who's also going to find it weird and want to figure out what's going on. But then... So Croatoan didn't really know Audrey. Right. He said he did. He didn't. He knew Mara. He didn't know Audrey. Right, right, right. And so you have this situation and and then the things are lining up and she's like, yeah, wait, no, I have this feeling that the bad person that did this to you hit you on the head is there and we shouldn't go there. Let's get settled first. Now Audrey is acting out of character. Well, Audrey, clone Audrey did said, I'm just going to read your quotes here, Amy. I was to be her for you, to love you as much as she did. And I do, but I'm not her. And you sense that. And yeah, dang right, Nathan sensed it. Yeah, I knew something was wrong. Yeah. Well, because he knows Clone the difference. Audrey said, because I love you and I want you to be happy, you should be with her. So that was the part of Clone Audrey that was real Audrey, kind of, sort of. No, it was. And that's the thing. Clone Audrey was, was Audrey. 
Right. The problem yeah. is that Clone Audrey also had directives probably or something that said, hey, don't come back to Haven. You can't, there's always going to be something that's imperfect about a clone. And for here, it was the fact that she knew she wasn't supposed to go back. And then there they are. And Nathan finds it odd. Something's up. It was always going to be that case. And, you know, clone Audrey is still Audrey though. And she wants the, what's best for Nathan. What, right. How can I say I love you if I don't give you this chance? Right, right. So again, you know, the power of their true love was what prevailed. Um, so Nathan does get back over the shroud. You know, Duke has kind of given Dwight the message to help Nathan know where where Audrey is, right? That she's at the armory. Um, and he gets and then, there. And he gets there and he, she sees him. And that's the thing. Um, the fact that he came back, the fact that he w didn't give up on her, I think is also a, a, t a fear of Audrey's. The fact that he came back for her. Say what, what do you mean, Audrey? Was, oh, Audrey was afraid that Nathan Audrey's fear of Nathan being able to substitute her with someone else. I don't think Audrey feared that. You don't think that she was worried about Sarah or Lucy or the fact that Nathan slept with Sarah? Sure, she had that fear deep down. Pretty sure she well, but she that, laid him out in in lay me down. I think that's yeah. always been something for her. Which is why she offers that I think, to him. Well, I might kind of disagree. I think by the end of Haven, when we're where we are in these episodes, I think Audrey understood how she was always the same. And she was always Audrey to Nathan, even when she was Sarah, when she was Lucy. Um, you know, there was that underlying core. And those personas of Sarah and even Lucy, when we saw in 520, and, um, you know, they always were drawn to Nathan. Um, I don't see that Audrey, I, I think by the time we got where we're at, I think if she, if she had any issues with it, I don't see that she still had issues with that. I'm, I'm just saying, I think she still, she had a concern that one of her fears may have been that Nathan would be happy with just a clone of her, which is why she offered it. But him coming back, him defeating. Okay, I'm going to disagree with that, but let's move on. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm going to finish the thought that I think that's why Audrey was so relieved because he was there for her. He came back for her and only right. her. And, and, you know, Audrey said in that scene, I really need you now, Nathan, or I could really use you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. always there. I'm just saying, I think, and um, I'm, I think that that was one of her things is, and, and something fans have talked about is, can, is Nathan happy with just any Audrey, whether no. it be clone, Audrey, Sarah, Lucy, you know, whoever, would that be all this? And I think the writers laid that fear to, to rest here. Okay. Thank you for saying that. Right. Yeah. Audrey had her own, um, Nathan had his own, or I don't know whose fear it was that Nathan was only there for Audrey because she, he could feel her. That was laid to rest in, in earlier in season five. Um, yeah. Season five. Yeah. Yeah. Season five. That yeah, was laid to rest earlier. This is yeah. another lingering, lingering question that fans had. You know, so there was that question. There was this question. All of these were answered. Like, no, Nathan wants the real Audrey, the real deal. Um, no matter what. Yeah. Right. Nathan yeah. wants the real deal, be, he, regardless of whether he can feel her or not. Doesn't matter to right. him. And you that know? was for me personally, you know, I, that was part of their epicness, if you will, was that they were just so, um, they were each other's only person, you know? Right. And Agreed. they were this great love across all time and across all personas. It was always Nathan and Audrey for me. So, yeah. 
Um, so, so they are, they are there forever. And, and then Nathan gives his life for Audrey when yes. Crow gets upset because his plans are unraveling basically yes, and throws an aether spear at Nathan. Yes. And he did. He killed him. And then, um, Audrey kind of threw it right, right back at him and Audrey said, he, he will die for me. You know, will you give your life for me? He will do that. And Crow Toen did have to answer that correctly or truthfully. No, I will not give my life. Um, wasn't well, that what made him change his mind and unfreeze Audrey and bring Nathan back? So I think this is the interesting point, right? The, up to this point, everybody wanted to kill Crow. Crow's okay. death was the only thing. Get rid of Crow. Let him be banished. Let him be anything. Yeah. Let's get him into the barn. Get rid of him. Yeah. Audrey's speech, because it's usually Audrey's speech, um, is what we, where we see a turning point in Crow's thought process. Mm-hmm. He sees what true right. love is. He sees that Audrey is not Mara. Right. And he sees that he has nothing and that right. there's so is, nothing he could do. Right. So this is where um, they kind of sort of defeated Croatone in a little way that he did agree to go back into the barn. Right. Um, but I thought that they were going to defeat him in the sense that, um, you know, they would build the barn and he'd be gone and Audrey would stay. And, you know, I kind of expected that type of an ending for Haven. And I should have seen that it would not be that way. Um, but they did get through to him. You're right. He did realize the power um, of their connection, Audrey and Nathan and their love. And that he can't, he couldn't stand up to that. He couldn't overcome that. Um, or, or, or the fact that what he was doing uh, wasn't going to work because she wasn't going to cooperate at this point. Nathan's back. Um, right. There's no need to cooperate at this point. And, and she's all he had. And so I think he realizes, you know, Audrey is her own person and why not? And so he goes and Vince is like, you know, hey, this isn't going to work, though. Yes, he is the Aether. So we don't have the Aether Ball. Right. We have but the Aether have Ball it. in the form of Croatoan. Right. But we don't have the catalyst. And we've always heard in the beginning, I think Howard said it, um, you know, that the barn is powered by love. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know, Amy, we've been talking in this podcast for a long time that we always felt it was the power of their love that was going to save Haven, that somehow it was Audrey and Nathan and their love that was going to be the answer. And I kind of feel that's kind of what did it. That is what did it. You have to have the true, genuine, sincere emotion, right? And you have to want to do it. You have to want to do it. Um, sure. So who, I... had, who had the love to power all this, to power the barn? It was Audrey. Yeah, and I think it was her love uh, for Nathan, her love for the town, mm -hmm. and her willingness to, to sacrifice, because that's what powers when she leaves uh, James, when she yeah. leaves um, the town to bring James into the barn. You know, it's her love for her son, and now for Nathan, and for the town, and protecting right. it, that and she, engineers yeah. it. And we saw in um, the end of season three, she went voluntarily into the barn because of her love for Nathan, because at that point she thought the only way to stay out of the barn or to end the troubles and not go in the barn was to kill the one you love, right? We did see, you know, Lucy went into the barn because of her love for James and Haven. Um, Sarah did the same thing. We saw uh, Audrey, you know, went into the barn to, to save Nathan. And here we see her again going a little bit of different circumstances, but here again, we see her going into the barn for the love of Haven. Yeah, and that was a very, um, very, it's very hard to describe. I don't want to say, um, 
moving doesn't seem to capture it enough that scene between nathan and audrey and the goodbye that they had yeah um before we go a little bit into that i just want to say that you know nathan helped give you know nathan and audrey loved each other so it wasn't just that audrey loved nathan that's why she could go into the barn nathan helped her um it was because nathan loved her too that she could go into the barn and i've as i've always said the two of them strengthened each other. They gave each other their purpose. I think Nathan helped her realize this was her kind of sort of her destiny was to save Haven. And um, she realized her purpose. She was Audrey Parker. And this is what Audrey Parker had to do. I think that Nathan helped her realize she was the protector of the town. He did the same for her. And so that moment when she had to go into their barn, go into the barn, he let her go. I think, you know, in, in a crush when Nathan, when they were going to Nathan, Audrey's going to kill Nathan, and Nathan said, this is the most loving thing we can do. I think that in this episode, the most loving thing Nathan did was let her go um, because of his love for her as well. Um, I, I I found that part to be very touching for me. Yeah, it was it was um, definitely very parallel to that moment in Crush. Yeah, um, yeah. The good thing being that neither of them had to die now with this new barn, and that... It would have been hypocritical if he had not let her, but he realized, as he yeah. said, you know, I realized, you know, the reason I love you is because you're willing to go. Right. And right. so they, they go through this and they talk and, you know, Audrey's like, I want you to find someone. And that that's that final speech message with the overlay of um, the troubles being pulled out of everyone. We saw right. a number of people that last um, those last words from Nathan. Yeah. Beautifully written. Matt McGinnis, well, kudos to you. That was beautifully written. That was Nathan's goodbye to Audrey. And I felt, if I may say this, for us as viewers of the show, as a viewer, that was kind of like he was speaking my words, too. He was saying goodbye to Audrey on behalf of all of us because, you know, we we're all going to miss her. We None of us wanted to see her go. But, yes, that was so well done as he um, says goodbye to her and kind of, um, you know, her fate has been sealed and of course he'll love her forever and he'll remember her always and she will always be with him always and forever. And it just amazed me. I should have seen it coming again, but this was just, you know, Audrey couldn't fight her fate and she had to accept it at the end. Right. And also, you know, when Nathan let her go, remember at the end of season three, when he said to Audrey, I'm going to die before I let you go. when she had to go into the barn. Yes. That time around. I think we saw the evolution and the growth of Nathan's character from that moment to this moment. And Audrey was vastly responsible for that when he said, Audrey, you saved me because Nathan was the unfeeling cop physically, but also emotionally. And I think Audrey was very unfeeling in a lot of ways emotionally. Even Emily Rose said that in an article from way back when. So, again, they saved each other in so many ways. Um, And they realized they had to let each other go. But. I think Nathan was kind of sort of maybe going to be okay because Audrey did save him, you know, and Audrey felt okay to leave him because, um, you know, she knew where he was at, that he had come to this point in his life in this state of realization. So uh, I don't know about that last part. I agree with everything you said. I'm not sure about that last part because I think that's why she said, I need you to be okay when I go, because I think there was a concern, you know, because he could have gone the route of season four where he was having people punch him and whatnot. But yeah, he could have gone off the rails. He could have gone off the rails. And I think that was a legit concern for her. And she wanted to make sure he was okay because she um, loved him so much that she was like, okay, Hey, I'm going to go because I have to, but I love you and need you to be okay. 
And if it's with someone else, it has to be with someone else. Find someone else. And he's like, right. yeah, no. And that's, and that's to, the yeah. thing. And that's what led to the speech, which was beautiful. And, and, you know, also descriptive of how deeply they loved each other. And so right. Audrey leaves. Yeah, they let each other go. So, I mean, uh, to me, they let each other go. And they knew they had to. So Audrey does leave. And so the beautiful part, I think, in what he was saying um, in his big speech, um, the I forget, there's a word for this, monologue, I think. A eulogy. The eulogy? Oh, that's very sad. I don't, well, it is a monologue. His goodbye. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. let's go with goodbye. Okay. Um, was that, you know, you're going to be with me um, in all the families that we put back together. Yeah. When Haven returns to the world and becomes the town we both know it can be. You know, that's... That's what we see afterwards when she's gone. Uh, it's a month later. You know, right. he is back to being chief, yes. which we, I think we've talked about this before. I am so happy to see because I really felt I, I don't know if I would have been happy if he was just back to being a cop or a detective. He right. he was the chief. And I thought, you know, he, that's what he that's his place. Right. Also, and also, Amy, you know, he was following in his father's footsteps. And we know in episode 520 with the, the when he went back and talked to Lucy, this Lucy episode, that Nathan kind of got, I hate that word, but he kind of got closure, if you will, on his relationship with his father. So I think he felt even more destined to continue as chief and more comfortable to be chief. Um, he felt more, uh, more that it was the right thing to continue walking in his father's footsteps if, if he needed that little extra oomph. You know, now he has it. Um, and, you know, we're one of the things when they're talking um, – and so Nathan's chief again, right? The town is back to normal, right? Mm -hmm. um, he's talking to Officer Stan for a minute, and you know nothing big's going on. It's cats and trees. Uh, Nathan says cats and trees, and that was Audrey's line from episode two oh one. And I don't think Nathan heard Audrey say that in episode two oh one. So for me, because you know I'm all about Nathan and Audrey, I just took it to mean they were so connected that he was just even able to speak her same lines even after she was gone. <laughs> Um, but uh, it was nice. It was nice that he didn't go from uh, cataclysmic, apocalyptic to just the the serious, the most serious thing we've got today is oh, somebody's got a cat up a tree. That was nice to see. Yeah. So the the thing, if if nobody knows, um, in the line before that, Sands reading off the list of things that are happening. That is uh, the names in that are actually Haven writers. Very cool. Very small fun fact that we found out afterwards. Um, very cool to see that homage, if you will, to the writers and, and what they did. And then we kind of see that Dwight is retired. Retirement seems to be suiting him well. Right, and he's happy with his best bud, McHugh, and with his daughter, Lizzie. Very sweet. Very sweet. Which, you know, is a great scene to show how things are changing, how things are moving forward. And then we get Gloria. And uh, we get closure in the fact that the troubles are 100% gone. Right. And I, I love the interaction between them because I do think um, I love the new relationship that Nathan's new go to is going to be Gloria. Yes. And I love that Gloria was mentioning how connected she was to Duke. And Gloria gave Nathan that little speech about, you know, what would Audrey do? And Audrey's always going to be with you. I'm so sweet that our two main characters who are now gone, but they're re being remembered right there by by Nathan and by Gloria. I love that. Yeah. And I, I, I really. Um, Love that Gloria made it out. Oh, Honestly, yes. I was scared that she wasn't going to make it. 
<laughs> I could see the new tag team of, uh, at this point in, in the episode, I could see the new tag team of uh, Nathan and Gloria, and probably they'd have to suck Dwight back into some of it somehow. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I think I said it on Twitter, I was like, hashtag prayer circle for Gloria. Oh, yes. Thank goodness she made it out okay. Yeah, so wonderful to see that. And Vicky, back to drawing. Vicky made yes, it as and well. loving it. And loving it. That was touching. They even had her say thank you to Nathan. So we saw, yeah, you know, how wonderful the town was and how the citizens are all uh, back to normal and, and, you know, able to live a life. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we get to the scene where we where it was its own homage to the pilot. Yes. And everything in Haven called back to something else. And one thing I think they did, um, yeah, I think we got almost every stone unturned, so to speak. I think all the questions were answered i don't have any really huge outlying questions or unanswered or unknowns from from haven so i kudos they answered everything they um, they did cover uh, a majority of things and um brian on brian milliken the writer um has been answering some questions on twitter if you will or you can check some answers that have been given in the fun facts yeah uh because we did uh before we go to this final scene in the homage but um there were cameos jason yes. Priestley, chris came back um, <laughs> we had Marion Caldwell from the pilot come back. Yeah, it was nice. Marion Caldwell, who was in episode 101 and episode 401. And here she was in the very last episode. Audrey's and Nathan's first case was Marion Caldwell. So it was nice to see her, uh, living happily ever after, so to speak. Um, so we've succeeded, you know, Audrey sacrificed herself. Duke sacrificed herself. It's a month later. Um, you know, Nathan's going to go meet. Uh, Dwight to go fishing with Dwight and McHugh and Lizzie, right? Yes. And we see, like, in the pilot, which everybody has seen, otherwise I don't know why you're watching Haven, um, everybody has seen, in the pilot, Parker, Audrey Parker's car is hanging off the cliff. Right. And some, and you actually see this, I think, in um, Nathan's uh, flashback when he re-enters yes. from the shroud. You see that right. scene, and he knocks on the window, and it plays out here, the red car. It's it not looks, hanging off a cliff, thank God. But it's it's a red four-door that looks almost identical to Audrey's car from episode 101. And he, she's stuck. She's having car trouble, just like right. previously, car trouble. Yeah. Nathan's out in his Bronco. He's driving, and he comes along the car, and because he's the town cop, that well, now he's the chief. Of course, he, he pulls over to help him, and it's kind of eerily reminiscent to a scene he's already lived. And it's the beginning of number of parallels from the pilot, from um, actual... Uh, actual sentences that are said from the pilot that you'll yes. find here and actual um, parallels. So we see that there is an Audrey lookalike in the car. Right. And Nathan's a little thrown. He says, Parker. <laughs> and a kudos again to Matt McGinnis for jumping on this. I, I didn't park her, but. I, so much as I broke her. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious to me. And, um, you know, it was very beautiful to see uh, that this is now Paige. Okay. And, you know, for me, seeing this, it's like, she's back. Mm -hmm. But is she back? And then you can see Nathan like, huh. Okay. And then if you remember in the pilot, after Nathan saves uh, Audrey in the pilot, you know, mm -hmm. she sees the gun and she pulls her yeah. gun. Right, right. Here is, it's just slightly different, but she sees the gun and is like, oh my God. Like, what, what? And he's like, and this is the cute Nathan. You have flustered Nathan. Uh-huh. Well, because he knows who she is. She's Audrey, but she's not. And he's like, whoa, she's back, but she's not, but she's back, you know. Now, see here, I, I don't think she he knew at that point she was back. I think he hoped. 
and he had a feeling. And then what happens is she's like, um, you know, I need to feed my son. Mm-hmm. Your son? James. Well, that was co- confirmation when the name was James. I yeah. The and then he sees the baby and he gets all uh, baby Nathan eyes, you know, when he, when he has the baby, when he sees babies. And I think that's what, what does it for him is like, this is it. Here is an Audrey personality mm-hmm. in front of me. James is in the back. My son, who I never got to spend time with or help raise, uh, pop the pop the trunk, uh, pop the hood. Let me take a look. And he's trying to collect himself. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you could totally see that from Nathan. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he comes back and he's like, "Try it again." Well, that's not going to work because really, I don't think he did anything. No, he didn't. He didn't really do anything. And then we get more parallels because in the pilot episode, slams the door in his hand. He doesn't feel it. Right. But here he feels it. And right, wow, did trou- he feel it? Because the troubles are gone. So, of course, he feels it this time. Um, and she's like, she's flustered. She's like, let me take you to the hospital. Uh, say, I'm okay. I'm all right. And this because, is the same thing. Because when, when Audrey did that, yeah, same thing. When Audrey did an episode, oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay? And he's like, didn't feel it. Oh, tough guy. <laughs> I would have yeah. liked to see the tough guy line come in, but, um, yeah. you know, it's still, it was still a great scene. And she's like, hey, can I at least buy you breakfast? Do you like pancakes? And as anybody who's followed Haven knows, Nathan and Audrey, pan- Aud- pancakes are Nathan's favorite food. Audrey would make him pancakes. Uh, Nathan had to make Mara pancakes in the hopes of bringing out Audrey. Um, If there's something that ties the two together kind of on a lighter level, it's pancakes. Well, and then you had Lexi who was like, ugh, pancakes. Yeah. And so it was another kind of little mini test. It was very cute to see. And so um, they ride off in the sunset. Right. And you're like, but Audrey. Now remember, before Audrey... The Audrey we know and love went uh-huh. into the barn to sacrifice herself. Right. All the personalities were personalities laid over Mara. Exactly. So Paige is laid only on top of Audrey. Right. And we we end with a scene of Vince and Crow in the barn looking over things. Okay, before we go down that, can I just say one little thing? Sure. Noah Towing kind of got a good deal out of this because he, he – he gets to live in eternity, I guess, in the barn, which is a lot better than the void where he came from. Yes. So I was a little bummed, um, you know, and the barn allegedly or supposedly was could rehab him like it kind of did, like it did to Mara. And I, I don't think, I think Croton deserves to burn in hell. <laughs> so, he, he may, but aside. I think, I think what, what his punishment is that he is powering this barn, which is taking the troubles and there's, there's nothing for him to do. Now he's just, isn't that worse? It's kind of like life in prison until you die. He's stuck in this place. He can't go anywhere. He can't do anything. He can't experiment with troubles. He has no power. Right. No, that, no I understand all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All, yeah. But you're not wrong. I think in comparison to what we all believed would happen, yeah. which would be shoot Croatoan, he dies. Poison Croatoan, he dies. In the end, why didn't Croatoan die? Because he saw the error of his ways and was re- he's not even redeemed. He just... Yeah, you- you, I'm not even using that word when it comes to him. I'm not no, even going he, within 100 miles of that word. He got he got a different punishment. Right. And really, that's really the only punishment that he could have, though, if you think about it, because nothing else would kill him. The troubles he had, there's nothing anybody could do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the best they could do was pull the void, and this is the best they got. Yeah. No, that, that's a good point. Yeah. So um, So th- that brings us to Croatoan's conversation with Vince, with Vince which in the barn where Vince is now let me say before we talk about this the beauty of this ending 
of that the writers have written mm-hmm. two things. One, Sam and Jim have planned the ending from the very beginning of the pilot, if not before, and have always had, and it's, I believe in the fun facts they've said this or in the interview, I've read it. it it's there. That okay. it's been planned that Nathan would come back to be chief of a trouble-free haven mm-hmm. and that Audrey would always come back as one of the personalities to Haven. I've uh, never seen that explained or written before. Oh, no, I've read it. Where did I read it? Oh, wait, Amy, is this an article that came out just a few days ago after we saw episode uh, 526? No, it's in the fun facts. Oh, but that was just posted right now after um, episode 526. Yeah, so okay. But okay. It, it's Brian confirms that um, the end of the season was planned from the season from the first yes. season for Nathan to be chief in a peaceful haven that's now cured of the troubles and for him to happen upon Audrey again, mirroring right. their roadside first meeting in the pilot and with another personality given to her once again. Got it. So yeah, that yeah. was always planned. Yes, absolutely. And I think you're right. And we, we kind of understood. We knew it was always planned. Yes. Right. So that there's that. But the beauty of this ending, the beauty of the, the way this was told and the way it was told is this is all up to any fan's interpretation. So however you want to do this, however you want to see uh, Paige and Nathan or what have you. Right. It's all, it's up to you. Okay. So however you read it, however you see the future happening, that's the beauty of things, guys. You do it however you want. Right. Croatoan asks Vince, are you sure she couldn't go back as Audrey? And he said, oh, yes. She couldn't go back as Audrey, basically. That's, that's not what he says. Read no. the quote exactly, Amy. You're sure she couldn't go back as Audrey? Oh, yes. But she knew when she went back. Right. That, that's, that's the second point. Um, so... Oh, yes. Period. Okay. So she knew she couldn't go back as Audrey. Then the second half, uh, what Amy has asked me to, to read is, but she knew when she went back as someone else, she and Nathan would fall in love all over again. And it appears she was right. So, so go ahead. So, and again, to Amy's point, it's open to interpretation. I understood this closing line, the conversation between Crow and Toe and Vince differently. And I read an article that uh, the showrunners did explaining the ending and the way I interpreted that article had me, I understand the ending differently than Amy understands this. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> and um, it's open to your interpretation. I think um, if Audrey chose to come back as Paige when she could have been Audrey, I, that does not ring true to Audrey at all to me. She would never, ever, ever do that. And I have so many issues with that. Um, if Audrey did not have a choice and she, ha- she could either not come back ever or she c- could come back because she'd have to be Paige. Of course, Audrey would do that. She and Nathan, she would want to get back to, to Nathan any way she could. Uh, she and Nathan are this great love across times. And I've also always felt that all of Mara's personas, even back like two or 300 years ago that we don't even know about all those personas, I've always felt Nathan was the one, um, that it was meant to be Audrey and Nathan. And so if Audrey had to stay away and never be with Nathan or come back as this totally different person and perhaps learn about Audrey again or not, I don't know. Of course she'd come back to him any way she could, even if it was a whole new persona. Um, so you could interpret it that way. Or like I said, I'm a little unclear whether she had the choice or not. Amy, I know you, you are on a totally other side of the coin here, but like, well, like you said, Amy, it's open to interpretation. Exactly. And there, the, if you guys want to read the TV Insider article from Matt and Gab, who talk about this and say, you know, 
they talk a little bit about this ending. Feel free mm-hmm. to or don't. That's entirely up to you. Again, your interpretation, how you read it. If you want to go down that road and see what was intended, go for it. If you don't, don't. Live in your happy world of how this show ended. But the bottom line is Haven has done an amazing job, 78 episodes. Thank you to Sci-Fi and the cast crew showrunners for bringing us closure to this because not many shows get six seasons. Oh, my goodness. And sci-fi shows at that. And this was, um, you know, this kind of was a Trouble of the Week show at first, but there was all this mythology and all these. I always wanted the true story of Haven. And now you look back at it, we had six seasons of falling in love with these characters. They were so real to us. I think I'm uh, uh, okay to say they were so real to all of us. Taking us on this journey, getting the end of this, getting this full story, you can kind of look back on it. Um, And like I said, Amy, to me, it was just a love story, but it was also about how you can't fight your fate, at least in this, this sci-fi fantasy world, that was Haven. Um, well, I mean, you can, even, you can even, fight your fate. Cause if you get, you got to talk about Duke with fighting fate, but you, some things just have to happen. Well, Nathan, I mean, Nathan even said in uh, the hand you're dealt, which is one of my favorite Haven episodes It's from season one. And that's when Vanessa uh, gives Duke the vision about the tattoo. It's called the hand you're dealt. Um, you know, Nathan says to Duke, so Duke charts his own path and Duke says, you don't. Um, and then at the end scene, they're all around uh, having drinks at the goal. And Nathan says, you can go crazy trying to explain fate, screw fate. Duke says, agreed. Um, but it's funny how that all, you know, back to season one, it was kind of a, a call out to what was going to be happening in the final episode. Very much so. And so, guys, um, it is with heavy hearts, but yet we are we are excited because it was a wonderful run. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for joining Amy and I every week to talk about Haven, our favorite little show. And, you know, don't be strangers. We're on social media, you know, drop yeah. a line, stay in touch. And we wish you guys nothing but the best. And yes. may the show live on in Netflix and your memories for many days for, to come. Forever. May it live on forever. Thank you, everybody. Um, we're, we're forever grateful. And not till next time, but wishing you all well, we're out. This is Revisiting Haven.